This ain't your average f***ing online marketing podcast. This is the Dave Sharp Show. Hey, what's going on, my friend? This is Dave Sharp, and welcome to the Dave Sharp Show. It is going down today, and the reason why is because I'm going to show you and talk to you about how to think like a millionaire. Now, Dave, what makes you qualified to teach me how to think like a millionaire? Well, first and foremost, I am humbly have reached the um, status in our community of actual millionaire, uh, which is not actually as glorious as it seems. Um, I think that uh, Mace and P. Diddy were onto something when they said more money, more problems. However, more money does actually buy you happiness. Dave, what do you mean? Well, it buys you happiness because it gives you the resources to be able to do the things you want to do with the people that you want to do them with, right? To be able to drive what you want, live where you, where you want, send your kids to whatever schools you want to send them to, et cetera, et cetera. And so there's a lot of benefits to obviously becoming a a thousand, a multi-thousand year, or a hundred thousand year. Uh, there's also obvious benefits to becoming a millionaire and above. And today I want to talk to you about those benefits and I want to also talk to you about four reasons why people stay broke. So in order to do this right on today's episode, first we're going to talk about reasons why people stay broke. I'm going to give you four reasons specifically. Then I'm going to teach you how to think like a millionaire and this is going to be the the this is going to be the straight talk that you need to be able to detach from some of these old disempowering belief systems and values and habits that are holding you back and to reinvent yourself into the rich person that you were born to be. Let's get into it. Look, I want to give you some research and some actual statistics before we jump into this. First and foremost, CNBC actually published an article in 2018 that said 68% of NBA players go broke within five years of departing the league and 78% of former NFL players experience financial distress two years after retirement. Okay, Most professional athlete earnings are compressed into just a handful of years and they also say keeping up with the Joneses can be financially fatal for newly rich athletes. The big, big thing that I want to point out there is the statistic of 78% of athletes out of the NBA uh, and or excuse me out of the NFL and 60% of people out of the NBA. Now if professional athletes with all of these different advisors and coaches and professional business people around them are going broke after making millions and millions and millions of dollars, how do you think that you actually fair when you don't have, most likely, you don't have any of those supportive people around you and you're making, most likely, a lot less than professional athletes. You've got the odds stacked against you even more than they do. So what that tells me, and hopefully that says the same exact thing to you, is that you need to be super focused and super aware of what your pitfalls in the landmines that are up ahead of you so you can avoid them. And that's exactly what I'm gonna do. So let's get into this, drum roll please. Let's get into this because this is gonna change the way that you look at money, hopefully, and these tips are gonna save you a lot of heartache down the road. So number one way that people stay broke is credit cards, okay? 
these little things right here, these bad boys, okay? This is an American Express Platinum card, okay? Um, not gonna show you the number. These things are sent to us immediately when we're when most of us turn 18 years old. I got a bad feeling about this. We start getting credit card offers in the mail. And the problem with that is that most people see that as free money. It's not. <laughs> it's not free money. Free money doesn't exist. Not only is it not free money, but most likely the interest rate on those credit cards are going to be so sky high that you're most likely never going to actually pay down any of the principal, okay? Or the second, literally the second that you miss a payment or are late on a payment, the interest rate goes from whatever it was all the way up to 15, 20, even 29%, which is where I think that they cap out. I believe there's some laws that you can't actually charge people more than 29%. I'm not actually sure you can do your own research on that. But the bottom line is when you have an interest rate that's up into the 20s, you are never going to make any progress on paying down those balances. So what ends up happening is people, before they even become 20, 25, 30 years old, have a mountain of debt because immediately once you turn 18, and this is the problem with credit card companies, and you have to be aware of it, is they prey. I believe they prey on young people because they know that they're naive. They know that they, they want money. They want to go out with their friends. They also have the pressure of going to, to school, to college. They're taking on student loan debts, and it is just expensive. The minute that you become an adult, it becomes extremely expensive. If you have rent, gas, if you want to go out and have fun. So most people end up spending their entire lives paying down credit card debt. If you ask the majority of your adult friends, people who have um, it, you know, had some, some time in adulthood, they'll tell you that they've had some sort of struggles with, with credit card debt or they currently have credit card debt themselves. So if you always have this mountain of debt that you're paying down, how do you ever expect to get ahead, right? So here's what I do is I really try to focus on not taking out credit cards. I, uh, well, the reason why I personally love American Express is because uh, not only do they have amazing benefits, they have amazing membership rewards, um, but they force me to actually pay down my balances at the end of every month. It's kind of part of the program. Now, since I'm a platinum card member, they've actually extended the opportunity for me to not pay down my balance every month. Um, and when they offered that, I actually turned it down. Because for me personally, I would rather pay down my balances every month because it keeps me on my toes and it keeps me debt free. And I actually, as of today, and this has been the case for many years now, I have zero credit card debt, okay? The only debt that I personally have is in real estate and I leverage that debt to buy more real estate, okay? Which I'm gonna talk about here in number two. What the hell, let's get into it. Number two, number two reason why people don't, why people stay broke they don't get out of that situation is that they don't invest. Now, most people think that they make too little money to invest, but that's not true. The reason why that's not true is because you can always find a way to invest your money, to leverage your money, to make you money. And Warren Buffett, one of the great pieces of advice that he's given over the years is never rely on one source of income. Now, that gets a lot of online entrepreneurs in trouble and just people in general because they think, well, I got to have two jobs or I got to be doing two different things, which I'm going to talk about split focus here in a second. But 
The truth of the matter is, is that you should have one cash flow machine and one investment machine. And for me, I build online businesses, I do digital marketing, that's my cash flow machine, and my investment machine is real estate. Now for me, I buy more real estate than the average person, but even if I was making a lot less money, I would focus on acquiring one investment property per year, even if that meant that I had to rent my primary residence. Okay? Let me repeat that. If I was making tons less money than I make right now, I would still focus on purchasing and acquiring one investment piece of property per year. Here's why, okay? If by the time you're ready to stop working, you own 30 investment properties and say on average, they pay $1,500 in rent, which I can, I can, I think we can both agree that rent and real estate prices are steadily rising. So say in 15 or 20 years, you own 30 pieces of real estate because over the next 30 years, every year you purchase one piece of real estate. Well, you'll have a passive income of $45,000. And by that time, each year, you'll be probably paying off one of those pieces of real estate because you had rented those out. And whoever's paying the rent, you're just passing that on and paying the mortgage. We could get into a whole masterclass on real estate, but if you start to think long-term about how making an investment like that could pay off in 20 or 30 years, you would be set. Some of you guys are 20, 25 who watch my videos, 30 years old. Well, if you're 30 and you purchase a piece of real estate, one per year, by the time you're 60, you got $45,000 of passive cash flow coming in, plus you own a bunch of property and very soon you'll own all of that property. That's called generational wealth. Now all of a sudden, instead of when you die, you're a burden to your family because you, you, you don't even have enough money to pay for your funeral. Now all of a sudden you're passing on what's called generational wealth, which can change the whole dynamic of your legacy. All right, number three. Number three reason that people stay broke is they don't improve their skills. Now, most people think, well, hey, I got to find a better job, okay? That's, that's the path for me to, to or I got to start a better business. I see a lot of people in the online space, they think, well, this company's not doing it for me, so I'm going to go to this company or this product's not good enough or their comp plan or whatever, or this job doesn't pay good enough, so I, I need to go just, it's always something outside of themselves that they're putting the focus on. But really, the truth of the matter is, if you want to stop being broke, if you want to increase your income, you need to increase your value, which means that you need to develop your skills. So, so, so those of you who are currently working a job and you're not making the money that you want to make, well, spend the time at that job to increase your skills. And then as, especially if that employer is helping you increase your skills, thank that employer when you've developed your skills, right? and you're ready to go earn more or you're wanting to negotiate your pay with that particular employer and instead of leaving and jumping from job to job because you're just going to get the same thing and you're going to be expecting a different result and we know that that's called insanity, right? The other thing for you entrepreneurs who are jumping from business to business to business or company to company to company or this day you're doing e-com, this day you're doing Amazon, this day you're doing affiliate marketing, this day you're doing coaching, this day you're doing MLM. 
wake up and realize that it's not the company, it's not the product, it's not the business model, it's you. And this is a little bit of tough talk because it's hard to focus on ourselves and, 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 and really take responsibility, but it's you. And the reason why you're destined to stay broke if you continue to play that game is because you're not sticking around anywhere developing your skills. You have to develop your skills in closing if you want to make more in sales. You have to develop your skills in lead generation and copywriting and, and presenting if you want to make more in, in, in internet marketing or affiliate marketing or coaching or consulting, right? You have to develop these skills and most people, again, it all revolves around are you blaming external circumstances or are you taking internal responsibility because ultimately we all know if we're honest that we get paid exactly what we're worth right at that time we get paid exactly what we're worth and if we want to make more we don't have to feel bad about ourselves we just have to accept where we're at and say you know what I'm gonna spend the next year or I'm gonna spend the next two years I'm gonna spend the next five years developing my skills until they become a million dollar asset and if you're young and you're watching this you're really really you've got a great advantage if you're catching this video there's some people who are watching this video that are 40 50 60 who are trying to catch up okay and that and it, it doesn't matter if you are older you still have time but don't continue to play the same game expecting a different result it's your skills. It's you. You have power over your income. You need to increase those skills, okay? Thing number four. Thing number four is so powerful, and it's going to put a beautiful little bow on this video because it all boils down to commitment. Most people stay broke because they lack focus. Again, it ties into the last point. They're jumping from thing to thing to thing, and they're never sticking with any one thing. So they never give an opportunity for their business to actually begin to compound. If you want a great book to read, read Darren Hardy's The Compound Effect. And what he talks about is a very simple concept, which means that over time, if you stick with something, eventually there'll be a compounding effect. Okay? Let me give you an example. YouTube or any social media account. At the beginning, if you're building up your following, you're going to have one, they're going to trickle in. It's going to seem so painful like nails on a chalkboard. You're not going to feel like you're getting anywhere. But eventually, you're going to add 10 subscribers a month. Then you'll start adding 100. Then you'll add 1,000. You'll hit your first 1,000. That might take you a year. But then all of a sudden, you'll start getting 100 a week and 100 a day. And the same thing happens with wealth, right? You start to invest your money, and at first, that $1,000 may only make you $100 per year. But eventually, over time, as you keep putting money into real estate, you keep putting money into investments, that, that $100,000 starts to bring back $10,000 a year. And then it turns in, now you've got 200 You see what I'm saying? Most people never stick around to see something through, to experience the benefits of actually the compounding effect. They're not focused enough. Most entrepreneurs who start companies, they don't stick with that company long enough to actually see it through and see it be successful. Same thing with people who are doing different things online. You're doing Amazon, you're doing e-com, you, you do something for maybe 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. That's not even long enough to really develop a real habit, right? 
I mean, which is probably one of the reasons why you've been jumping around from thing to thing to thing. You see this pattern with people in relationships. I mean, my wife and I, it took us years and years and years to find our groove because at first it was difficult. We were coming in with baggage into the relationship. We were young. It took us time to experience serenity and and true romance and passion. I mean, these things take time. Most people lack patience. I hope these tips benefited you, and if you need to, they they were powerful. I hope that you go back and you re-watch them and take notes, because these are my experience over the course of the last 10 years of going from broke to rich, right? Not wealthy. I'm not Warren Buffett status yet, but I've completely changed my financial destiny through a decade of work of following these tips. Today, I'm going to teach you how to think like a millionaire. I'm going to give you specific steps and details and instructions. This is going to be powerful, so stick around to the end. This is Dave Sharp. If you don't know who I am, now you do, baby. All right, let's talk about how to think like a millionaire. I'm going to give you several steps and instructions on how to do so because I, when I started to become an entrepreneur and I started to build a business I thought like a broke person. Why? Because I was never taught to think like a wealthy person. I was never taught to think like somebody who has money or who's building wealth. I just didn't. The majority of the patterns or, or behaviors that were modeled for me, both from family and also from people in society, not to say that any of them were bad people, They just weren't wealthy habits and behaviors, and that's simply because they also don't have or didn't have anybody who was teaching them this kind of stuff. So I'm going to go through step-by-step several tips and points that you can use starting today that are applicable, that are practical, that you can use to actually begin to rewire your brain. Now, studies show, you can look this stuff up, that our brains actually can rewire themselves, okay? They're made of something called neuroplasticity. And if you really want to geek out on some stuff, then you can go research that and go down that rabbit hole. But some time ago, brain researchers found that we could actually um, remold our brains. Whereas for many years, psychologists and and neuro um, experts thought that once a brain was the way that it was, it was always going to be like that. And we just we discovered that it wasn't. We discovered that there was something in the brain called neural pathways and that those neural pathways could actually be rewired. And today I'm going to give you some specific tips on how to begin that process. Now I'm not a doctor. Please consult with your neuro expert uh, if you want more factual evidence, you know, research, more studies. But I'm going to show you what's worked for me, and I'm going to show you what's worked for other millionaires based on the research that I've done, because I can tell you that there's a good possibility I've done more than your average <laughs> your average guru. Why? Because I was desperate. I needed to find some habits and some behaviors that I could implement that would work for me, that didn't require me to have any money, that didn't require me to have you know, be able to go out and hire experts and doctors and mentors because I didn't really have those resources when I started. So number one way to begin to think like a millionaire is actually each and every day set time aside to think. Now, what do you mean, Dave? I think every day. Well, hold on a second. There's a difference between thinking your own thoughts 
in thinking other people's thoughts. Now, most of us, we get up first thing in the morning and we check um, our phones. The fact that my phone is not sitting next to me is a miracle, right? Because they're almost glued to us all day long, okay? Our phones are filled up with everybody else's agendas. Our computers are, we open our email, we open our social media, and it's very rare that you're gonna have somebody like me who's telling you, go think your own thoughts. But in order to think like a millionaire, in order to think like somebody who's wealthy, you have to begin to think for yourself. You have to begin to, 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 to think about what is on your agenda. What are your goals for the day? What do you want to achieve? And then you'll actually begin to develop your, um, your, your, visual, your visualization skills, which is tip number two. While you're thinking and throughout the day, take specific time to visualize what it is that you actually want to achieve. Let me give you a very specific example that actually changed the entire course of my business career. I used to be extremely scared of public speaking, as most people are. There's also, there's actually been research that's showed that people are more afraid of public speaking than of dying. Okay. I mean, it's something that people are terrified of, and I was one of those people. I would get all nervous, sweaty. I, I would like literally feel like I was about to pass out before I spoke in front of people. And what I began to do, because I was sort of forced into it as an entrepreneur, I began to get asked to speak in places, and then in order to take companies that I've owned to the next level, we had to do public events, and I was sort of forced and thrust in to this whole speaking world. And so what I would do, and it would drive me crazy a little bit at first, but I would actually envision myself in the arena or the conference room or the event center actually speaking. I would envision the body movements that I would make. I would envision walking down into the audience. I would envision my physiology. I would envision just the way that I looked. I would I would envision it literally as if I was a fly on the wall, like a third party person that was in the audience actually watching me. And I did that over and over and over again for literally days leading up to each event, you know, months leading up to the event. And, and, and before I knew it, I was getting better and better and more powerful. And I was still nervous going up on stage. But when I would finally get up on stage, it felt as if I had always been there. I had been there before. It was like a deja vu. And so I picked up on this and I actually realized what I was doing. And then I heard other successful people talking about the same concept of visualizing. Because when I heard people talk about visualization, I didn't really understand what they meant. Like I thought it was this weird, hippy, dippy thing. But I literally just, when I had something that was coming up in my life, like a speaking engagement or like a specific meeting, I would just, instead of what most people do, actually everybody visualizes stuff. It's just that most people visualize them completely blowing something up. Most people visualize it going all wrong and them screwing up. And then when they get there, they've rehearsed that screw up over and over again. And you just literally manifest what you've been visualizing. And so I began to do this. And then uh, when I, as I got more experienced, when I would go to an event, I would actually do this very intentionally. I would exercise and get prepared and get in great shape. And every day, all day, 
like all day long, I would visualize myself doing this talk or doing this speech or how was I going to perform this particular part. And when I actually got there, I didn't need a bunch of warm up or I didn't need a bunch of practice because I had practiced in my head. And what I found through my experience, the brain is such a powerful thing that if you practice visualization of situations, it is actually just as powerful as you practicing it in the physical self. Okay? And there has been research and studies that have shown you can look it up yourself to where there's been athletic teams that some part of the team practiced visualizing the game and others just went out and practiced and those who visualized the game actually performed better than those who didn't visualize but just physically practiced. That, that, that to me is unbelievably powerful. Next way to be to actually begin to think like a millionaire is get in it for the long run. Focus on your long-term goals. Every single person that I know that is wealthy or rich focuses on long-term goals, doesn't focus on short-term goals. They have short-term goals. They have to-do lists. They have things that they want to achieve over the course of the next 30, 60, 90 days. But what they're really focused on is the long-term goals. They're focused on what do I want to do year after year? What do I want to do in five years? What do I want to do in 10 years? I have specific long-term goals. I have specific long-term goals for my business. I have specific long-term goals with my investments. I have specific long-term goals with retirement. Now, some of those, pl- those, those plans may change, but I'm much more interested in the long-term goals because what that does is it pulls me to stay focused on what I'm doing because I understand that the more I stick with something, the more the success will compound. So if I have no long-term goals and I'm only focused on short-term goals, most of the time things happen slower than faster. You ever notice that? Most of the time things take longer than what you planned. So if I'm only focused on short-term goals, it's very likely that I'm not gonna achieve that goal. It's likely. But if I focus on the long-term goals, it's extremely likely that I'm going to achieve. As a matter of fact, there's some some sayings that go, you can achieve a lot more than you thought in five years, right? I mean, and it's just that whole quote, which I forget what it, and I'd butcher if I tried to repeat it, that whole mindset of not focusing on short-term, but focusing on long-term is because you're going to accomplish a lot less if you focus on short-term goals and you'll accomplish a lot more than you thought you would if you focus on long-term goals. So focus on long-term goals. Last but not least, and this is my most powerful tip of how to think like a millionaire, is this. You cannot think yourself into a new way of acting. You must act yourself into a new way of thinking. Let me say that again. You can't think You can't sit on the couch and say, there's a Lamborghini in my driveway. There's a Lamborghini in my driveway. It'll never work. You also can't sit around and just think, you know, I'm wealthy. I'm wealthy. I'm wealthy. Like if you know that you have a poor mindset, like that you were raised with people who just gave you bad money blueprints. Like you, you think you can't afford stuff. You think there's, you have a lack mentality and you know it. 
You're not gonna change that by thinking yourself out of that. You're gonna change that by acting yourself out of that. And as you act, as you act as if you're successful, meaning that you put your shoulders back when you walk as if you're proud and successful. rather than kind of slumping and, and having low self-esteem. The way that you develop successful thinking is you act yourself. In order to rewire your brain, you have to do different behaviors, okay? And there's some research that's actually shown that it actually takes, and this was done by a, this was done by a, um, uh, a university uh, college in London that uh, they actually said that the 21 days to build a habit was actually not correct based on their research, but instead it took 66 days. Fascinating to me, but also extremely, extremely, it, it makes a lot of sense right? 66 days to make a habit. I mean, I mean, 21 days or even 30 days, which most people think that it is, right? And maybe some research found something different than another set of research. That's completely okay. But for me, why don't we, why don't we lean to the side that it's going to take longer, right? So if I want to develop a new habit and what is a habit? A habit means that it's instinctual. It's a habit. I got a habit. I got a habit of getting up early. I got a habit of getting up late. I got a habit of when people say something, I respond, say something to me like that, I respond in a certain way. It's instinctual, right? Good habits, wealthy, successful, happy. Bad habits, drug addiction, alcoholism, overeating, watching porn, like all these things, right? Bad habits, unhappy breakdown, spiraling out of control, unmanageability. So in order to develop good habits, I need to be, I need to, to, to literally create structure and repetition day after day, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again until it gets literally ingrained in my brain. And if you've ever heard that saying, ingrained in the brain, I'm actually building new neural pathways. I'm actually rewiring the old habits that I had that were instinctual, right? Things get stressful, I reach for a beer. That's a habit. Things now get stressful and I reach for a dumbbell, right? Or I reach for a conversation or I, or I go for a walk. It's a habit, it's instinctual. It's the first thought, right? Because feelings lead to thoughts, which leads to actions. So if I wanna change all of this, I have to reverse engineer how to do that, which is to do different actions, okay? That's the number one secret. If you wanna be something different, you have to do something different. You can't just sit around and think your way out of it, okay? Most of us have started out at the bottom. Very few people are born with a silver spoon or are raised to have wealthy habits and mindsets, we all have to kind of start at the same place. Some of us get there faster than others. Some of us relapse into old patterns and habits, and that's completely okay. Give yourself a break. Write these down. These are powerful, and I'll see you on the next one.
Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for notifications of new episodes. And if you'd leave me a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to me. Also, if you want my number one recommendation to make money online, then head over to DaveSharpShow.com and download the free report. I'll see you on the next episode.